Hello everyone, welcome to the next podcast. This is podcast number 25. And uh, what we're doing here today is I want to talk a little bit about making a difference. Making a difference. We've been doing some of these uh, smaller podcasts once a week, trying to be consistent and faithful. And I've heard a lot of great feedback from them. So um, I'm glad we're doing it this way. We have not done a gathering uh, where we actually have a live audience for quite some time. We have several gatherings coming up now throughout the spring in different locations in Ohio, possibly Louisiana, uh, Alabama, different places. But finally, we are doing a live gathering at the home area here in uh, Sepulpa, Oklahoma. It is officially going to be at 7 p.m. Tuesday night, February 25th, one week from this coming Tuesday. I want all the local people, all the people that can drive in, all the people that watch on Facebook, I want everybody to be a part of that. And we are going to do an official gathering again. In the meantime, here we are trying to make a real difference. I am uh, at HMA headquarters, the third story of the HMA building downtown Sepulpa. And uh, there's a lot going on around here. They're selling furniture downstairs. There's train tracks to the right of me and Route 66 behind me. You'll probably hear all kinds of noise, but I hope to make my point and uh, we'll deal with whatever we have to deal with along the way. Let me make some statements here. Drug use isn't that bad yet in America. Drug use isn't that bad yet in America. Another statement. Crime rate is at an okay level for me in my area crime rate is at an okay level for me in my area how about this statement a few more abortions aren't really going to matter that much a few more abortions aren't really going to matter that much of course you don't believe any of this but if the only thing someone could know about you is your spending habits. Say I met you, um, or or let's let's do it this way. Say I never met you, but I saw your bank statements. Would I think that deep, deep down in your heart of hearts, you really do believe some of those statements I just made? If the only thing I knew about you was your exact real spending habits, Would I believe that you think that drug use isn't that bad yet in America and that crime rate is at an okay level for you in your area and that you really thought that a few more abortions aren't really going to matter that much? One man said that the only way to truly know what people love and what people hate is to follow their money. I fear that if that's true, and it probably is, that most people are in jeopardy of serious judgment. Today, I'm talking about something very, very important to me, giving. I have rarely asked for giving. I've rarely asked for anything directly towards me, my ministry, my family, on any of these broadcasts, and I'm not really asking for anything directly towards me or my ministry necessarily. 
on this one, but I am talking about finances and I am talking about giving. I've actually said from pulpits before, if you do not donate to good godly causes that are fighting against the things that you are complaining about on a regular basis, stop complaining because you're a hypocrite. Those are very strong words. I I know that. But I meant it every time I said it, and I still mean it today. I wonder how many horrible things would not have happened to us if we'd been giving to causes all along that combat those things that ended up happening to us. Or people we love, or people we know. Your spouse became an alcoholic and ran off. Your son or granddaughter ended up on meth or heroin. Sure, the random chance of anyone getting caught up in a terrible situation is always there. But we cannot pretend like there is no cause and effect whatsoever. Because there is. The world is going to be as bad as we allow it to be. To a certain extent extent and control and the world is going to be as good as we make it to a certain extent and control myself being a christian minister and a counselor and specializing in addictions i can tell you a few things i see devastating things happening to white people and black people to rich people and poor people to city folks and country folks to church families and to non-church families But one thing that I've noticed, all addicts are extremely selfish in nature, and a majority of addicts come from selfish environments. Yes, I said that. Yes, it's well documented. Yes, I've studied it for over two decades, and yes, I mean it. A large percentage of addicts come from very selfish environments. Selfishness is a very key component that we look for and try to fix when dealing with almost all addicts. Drug addicts, pornography addicts, uh, gambling addicts, food addicts. When asked by many pastors how to stop addictions in the next generation or how to raise a generation that are not prone to drugs and other addictions as much as the ones now, I always say the same thing. Teach and preach very biblically, very passionately, and very consistently against the sin of selfishness. The more selfless a group is, the less likely that that group will have addictions at the rates of everyone else. To me, there is a pure correlation here. Every generation in America has had it better and better than the last generation. Bigger homes, newer cars, more things, more pleasures, etc., etc. And each level of self-indulgence is more and more acceptable. With this in mind, I beg of you to consider my theory. Human children are amazing individuals from pre-birth to early teen They're learning by all manner of stimuli 
at an unbelievable rate. Motor skills, talking, walking, voice inflections, eating, mannerisms, mood, depth of language, fact, theory, prejudices, on and on and on. They're learning, learning, learning. In the beginning, they are taught uh, almost entirely by who they're around. Who they know the most, who knows them the most, their family. Most all learning in the beginning is from the family. This factor stays constant for life, but other factors are eventually introduced, such as reading, rational thought. Nevertheless, learning behaviors that form people and their personalities come from forming oneself after others, especially others that you admire look up to and love and you believe love you all of this being said each generation gets a little more selfish in general as each generation teaches them to one of the greatest social and personal ways to counteract that is to give of your time and to give of your money to people and efforts that can never give anything back but do make for a better society. It is an absolute win-win. You will be teaching your own youth to not be selfish. They will, by natural means, aspire to be selfless like you, and if something bad happens to them, you, your friend, your family, your children, you will have already been helping grow the strength of the very entities that will be able to do something about it. Win, win. There are so many excuses not to give, and a lot of them make me sick. And almost all of them don't hold water. Giving is right at any level. If you make $200 a week or $2,000 a week, a small percentage of your income strategically planted in the right ministries will bless God and His people's efforts and, as a general rule, increase your income unless you are specifically giving for that reason. I do not believe in that, but I do believe that it happens by the grace and the blessings and the promises of God, as well as grow your faith as you see how real God's promises are and how true they are to you personally. Many people don't have enough faith to pray the prayer of faith and do a lot of other things in faith because they've never given God a way to show them how faithful He is. On top of all of this, there's nothing in the world like seeing a woman decide to not abort, like watching a couple get their kids back, or knowing about an ex-addict that has been clean for several months or several years, most especially when you know that the Lord used you to be a part of the solution. There's no feeling like it. There's no high like it. There's no drug, no sugar, no amazing amount of food, no incredible warm, fuzzy feeling in, in a relationship. There's nothing like knowing you're a part of an eternal solution. I know I am thoroughly blessed, unbelievably humbled and privileged to feel that feeling on a daily basis. Now, I, I would never wish this, what I'm about to talk about, on anyone, but I see it all too often. 
when you spend all your time working, making money, buying bigger and better toys or putting your children through more and more advanced classes and, and high-end sports camps and teaching them to swim and dance and play instruments, etc., and give them the latest in attire, the greatest in electronics and vehicles, just to see it all destroyed when an addiction to prescription pills that you didn't find out about until too late or a, a night of passion with a member of the opposite sex that that uh, they did, that you didn't even realize took place, and it all comes crumbling down. I see it literally daily. The amount of churches, programs, and nonprofits that are trying to really help people and really make a difference are so few and so overwhelmed that if you have ever been in the desperate situation to have to try to get help for someone, you know just how few and far between real help can be and how frustrating it feels and how your hands are tied and how it feels like there's nothing you can do about it. The statistics I've seen is there is approximately 1,400 people for, that are addicted and trying to get help in America for every one bed in addiction programs. 1,400 people vying for the same bed. That's not counting the ones that aren't trying to get help. Those, those are the ones that are trying to get help. Can you imagine being the person that has the loved one that wants help and fighting for a bed for them? against 1,399 other people. I'm asking all who, who, who hear me say what I'm saying this evening to consider your lifestyle, to consider the world around you, and consider your children and grandchildren's futures. Make a difference. Give. Donate. Volunteer. Systematically program it into your system of life. The benefits are a million times outweighing what it'll cost you. There are some really good causes out there. And, and despite all of the bad that has been done over the decades with the abuse of nonprofits, there are some really decent, helpful, and godly organizations that you can give to. If you want your money to go to a certain type of cause and do not know who to give it to, ask us. We probably know of the right one for whatever you're wanting to give to. If we don't, we'll do the research for you and then we'll tell you what it is or what they are or give you uh, rational choices. Don't put it off. Don't be lazy. Don't keep not being a part of the solutions. <laughs> now, the best type of giving is local and the best amount to give is not an amount. What I mean by that is the best way to give is consistently. Any nonprofit is glad to get any donation, but the more consistent the giving is, the less expensive things will ultimately cost for the organization. Anytime that you can plan for your finances, you can save by budgeting. If you have to wait until things are an emergency and then a big, uh, pray a big amount of money in and then pay for them at the last second when you, when you can, you will end up spending more money. You will end up wasting money. Some people don't like this and some groups may not like me saying this, but $5 a month for a year 
is very often better than a one-time donation of $100. It's $60 versus $100, but if you budget and you can make that $60 go farther than that $100, less stress, less worry, less downtime, consistent giving is the best giving. If you just want to drop somebody a check for $10,000, do it. But consistent giving is the best giving. If you can volunteer, by all means, please, please do. The the experiences you get are often life-changing. But please, please consider that if everyone just gave consistently $5, $20, $50, $100 a week, a month, a quarter, we could change the world. I'm telling you, I know approximately how many tens of thousands of people listen to my podcasts and, and watch my videos and, and read my blog and things. If just If every one of those people gave 25 bucks a month, 40 bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, whatever it was, if all of those tens of thousands of people did that, it would more than double our organization and our efforts on the planet. HMA Ministries and our affiliates have over 700 ministries in 18 states and five countries. We're reaching hundreds of people every week, thousands, sometimes 10,000 or more a month of drug addicts, homeless people, battered women and children, people that were sex trafficked, people that were considering having an abortion. We're reaching them all over the place on a huge scale for people like us, and we would be able to more than double that if everybody that follows our ministry gave something on a regular basis. I believe this with all my heart because I've seen the effects over a couple of decades and in tens of thousands of lives. I know people are extremely busy, but two things you must do to not be a part of the problem anymore. Number one, spend time with your family. Number two, teach them by example to give and be a part of the solution. If you will start doing it right and you will teach the next generation to do it right, they will do it 5, 10, 15, 20 times as well as you did, and the world will be completely altered for the better in just a matter of years, just a couple short decades. I've taught and preached on finances and gone way, way deeper than this on a regular basis for the last couple of years. People get so nervous about finances. I've been criticized for being so hard on people not giving. Uh, I've been, people have pointed the finger at me, wanted to know where I stand. I'll tell you where I stand. I have no problem telling you where I stand. I stand the week that I got saved. I found out that God expected, this is what I was taught and told, that God expected 10% of my income. Because God had saved me and delivered me from alcoholism and drug addiction and saved my marriage and stopped me from a divorce that I didn't really want, put me back in my children's lives and in my wife's life. And God just fixed my universe and saved my soul from eternal damnation. I was so excited and I was scared to death to give him 10% because that's what was expected. And I didn't want him to think that I did not care and did not see and did not realize what an amazing, wonderful blessing that I had. And I didn't want to just get by with what I was going to be able to get by with. So the first week that I got paid when I got saved, 25 years old, I gave 11%. 
I have given more every year since then for going right on 25 years now. Every year I give more. Sometimes I up at 1%, 2%, 5%, 10%. I've always upped it more. I can tell you right now we have the numbers and the statistics and the documentation to prove <coughs> Excuse me. that in 2018, which is the last full records that we have at this point, my wife and I, if you include all of the income that we generated as, as a family, as a, as a couple, and then you look at all of the what we gave back to our organization and to other organizations and to other nonprofits and to other ministries. And then you look at what we lived off of, what we kept and didn't give away. We gave away almost 95% of our income in 2018. And we lived off of just a little over 5, almost 6% of our total income in 2018. I've lived it. I believe it. I know it's true. I read God's promises. I understand. I live far, far, far better. So does my wife and so does my children that still live in my home than we've ever lived in our lives. And we give far, far more than we've ever given in our lives. How does it work? I don't I don't understand the math all the time. It doesn't always work out on paper. It doesn't matter. We live tremendously well, extremely humble to live so comfortable and so fine, and we give more and more of our income away, more and more of our time and energy and efforts away every single year. I'm I'm happy to do it. I love doing it. I'm I'm proud that my family's following in my footsteps to the extent that they are, and I want to give more. And I want to do more, and I see what happens because of it. God blesses those efforts. Thousands and thousands of churches and families and individuals and companies give on a regular basis to our ministry and to many, 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 many other ministries, and we're changing the world, but we're not changing it fast enough because not enough people are involved. Not enough people believe what they say or what they claim to believe because you can follow the money trail and follow the minutes trail and you can, you can, you can see real fast. They say it. They say they believe it, but they don't back it up. Not with their money, not with their time, not with their resources. And that's all I'm telling you tonight. If everybody will put into and do the way they claim they believe will rock the devil's world. We'll have less babies murdered. We'll have more smiling children playing in our yards that didn't get sacrificed to the worldly ways. We'll have more daddies still living with the mommies and the babies. We'll have less drug addicts on the streets and less murders and less rapes and less burglaries. If you live in the greater Tulsa, Oklahoma area, we've got opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. You can come help us with your money, with your time, with your skills to finish building out the new ministry center uh, at 616 Dewey Avenue. Uh, you can, if you're a young lady or uh, an any age lady, uh, you can volunteer to be on the board of Rescue International and help generate income and, and have dinners and fundraisers and things. Um, for for the 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 
Oh, help me, Jesus, for the Seed of Hope South Africa uh, Christian Ministry Center where they raise up the young people there in Africa and, and teach them the Christian ways and things. There is uh, the Peanut Butter and Jesus programs. Um, train's going to come by here. Hold on just a second. When it gets real loud, you'll hear me muted. It'll be muted for just a few seconds, and I'll come right back. Still going to be a little loud right here. Hold on. I love that train. Get that train about 11, 12 times a day. Uh, I love knowing that we're right here by the tracks where we want to be and where we need to be. Plus the tracks stop a lot of the traffic and drive people into our place of business where we generate income for ministry. So it's all good by me. I'm never going to be upset about the train. It was going a little long, and I didn't want you to think that you lost me, so I unmuted it there. Anyway, what we're talking about, if you live in the greater Tulsa area, you can give and donate your money, your time, your skills to, to help us build out the new ministry center across the street from HMA headquarters. You can, if you're a lady, you can volunteer to be on the board of Rescue International, help do fundraisers for the Seed of Hope South Africa, for the ministry center, for the young people over there in Beckelwandel, South Africa. There's the Peanut Butter and Jesus program. There's a Saturday afternoon children's feeding program that's run entirely on volunteers in Creek County, Oklahoma. There's also ones in Georgia, Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, uh, all over the country. You could start a Peanut Butter and Jesus feeding program in your area. Uh, you can, you can uh, put on a Jacob's Ladder methamphetamine awareness program in your area. You can do... Um, family get-togethers, uh, church fundraisers, uh, youth group uh, fundraisers. You can do all kinds of things, car washes, baked food sales, auctions, yard sales. You can take that money and you can send it into HMA Ministries. You can give it to Martha's Heart, Battered Women and Children's Shelter. Uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, that's the Women and women Babies Home. Then there's the one of the Women and Children's Shelters. You can, you can donate money and time and and diapers and bottles and formulas to the Agape Pregnancy Services Centers, on and on and on and on. Ones that we're affiliated with, ones that we're not affiliated with. Uh, you could give to Randall Missions in Taiwan. You can, you can help support Well of Grace Church in downtown Tuscaloosa, Alabama. You can give to uh, Abundant Life Ministries International uh, up there in Germantown, Ohio. You can, I'm trying to think of more off the top of my head, Brother Trawick has got a, Brother David Trawick has got a tremendous program going now in a South American country. I can't remember which one off the top of my head, but he's uh, letting people sponsor young children to, to go to private education and get a Christian schooling and get them off the streets and, and get them in drug programs and I could go on and on and on and on and on. This is what I do, and a lot of people, that's your that's your weak point. Your weak point is you know that there's a handful of us doing this, so that's your excuse. Well, get involved. Be a part of it. Give, give, give. T 
teach yourself to teach others to give by seeing your giving. You could give to uh, Reckless Saints of Nowhere, Drug Placement Program, Prior Oklahoma. Uh, I feel bad now because I mentioned it some and I'll leave some out. Um, if, if you want help doing that, if you just want to give to the general fund, if you just want to make a difference and want people that know what they're doing to to make the decisions for you, um, you can just go to hmaministries.com and just give through the donate portal right there. Um, if you want information, if you want communication, if you want receipts, if you want to to do some of these things yourself, you want to put together a plan and not just give money, or uh, if you don't have the money to give and you want to give in other ways, in other resources, reach out. If you hear this and you don't take this as your opportunity to begin to make a real difference, my time here is wasted. I love you. I'm for you. I appreciate everyone that's doing everything in your area, in other areas, with other nonprofits, and with our nonprofit. But there is a lot of people listening to these that aren't doing anything or enough. Read your Bible, study the Word, pray and ask God. He wants us to be involved, He wants us to give, He wants us to make a difference. I have built a lifestyle. By the help of God, ministries, businesses, companies, homes, it's it's through it's through being selfless and dedicating your time and your treasure to the right causes. It'll make all the difference in the world, literally. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the next podcast. Number 25, thank you for being faithful prayer warriors, partners, friends, and supporters of the Sloggets and of HMA ministry, and coming up here in just a week and a half, uh, we are going to have finally another live gathering podcast at the Rustic Furniture Saving Place, downtown Sepulpa, Oklahoma, 7 o'clock, Tuesday night, 25th. God bless you.